Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of my Breaking Lies Building Truth podcast. You are so welcome here, whether you're watching it on my YouTube channel or you're listening to it on my podcast channel. So today's topic is a little bit different to what we've looked at so far. We've looked at the silent majority, we've looked at hurt and romantic relationships. This one is uh, what I'm going, I'm hoping that today's will be part one of two episodes where today's will be a little bit of my story of something that I've journeyed through the last six months, but the hope of me opening up about it uh, is to create a a, a greater dialogue between you and me. I want to hear about your experiences because I would imagine there are many of you like me out there who have gone through what I've gone through but perhaps feel a little bit alone in it. So the last six months I have been experiencing hair loss and uh, it has taken me by surprise. Um, It has been very upsetting. It has stirred up in me insecurities that I was not expecting, insecurities that I thought I had dealt with many, many years ago. And it has been quite a lonely journey. And and I wonder if already this resonates with you. There have been other times on this journey that I have wanted to share my journey with you, but I'm very mindful of the fact that uh, there are those of you who have gone through chemo and radiotherapy and as a result of that, lost your hair. I'm aware that there are those of you who, you know, later down the line than me who have gone through menopause and as a result have experienced hair loss. I am aware that there are many of you who because of extreme stress have suffered with alopecia where you've actually had clumps and, you know, real, you know, sparing gapes and holes on your scalp from where you've lost your hair. So when I, in a way, compare what I've gone through to that, I guess there was an element of a lie within me that was believing that there was no point in me sharing my journey because it's not as extreme as one of those other cases. And I suppose then as well that as that, on top of that, people who love me, well-meaning people, those that wanted to encourage me, you know, the words that they were using were perhaps reinforcing that little lie within me that was kind of saying, Marcia, you know, your story uh, doesn't matter. Your journey isn't uh, isn't as important as others. You know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, what have you got to complain about? And so, because I have been blessed my whole life with a huge, thick amount of hair, a lot of people in in, in meaning well would say, "But but Marcia, looking at you, you couldn't tell." Or, "Well, aren't you so lucky that you started out with such a head of thick hair?" you know, imagine if you'd had finer hair and what where would you be now? And I accept all of that, but with that, it still kind of reinforced this lie. Um, and I use the word lie loosely. It, it was almost like something that was trying to keep me remaining in that silent majority and not using my voice and, and standing up and talking about this. Because I've got to say, even when I spoke to people who work in the professional industry when it comes to hair, they were very blasé about it, not not with any disrespect to me, but they were like they were very like, oh Marcia, this happens all the time. Women shed their hair all the time. And I'm like, really? Well, I I didn't know about this. Outside of menopause and as I say, those extreme situations where people are carrying cancers, you know, I, I didn't know that women of my age and younger were shedding their hair and that, and that it was a thing. And so I did think to myself, well, you know, if I'm not aware of this, there could be others of you out there who are experiencing a similar thing. And it isn't due to stress and it isn't because of a severe illness and it isn't because you're in menopause, but you are experiencing hair loss. And maybe even like me, 
you have experienced hair loss where you've had a thick head of hair so nobody really notices and so it's almost as if the lies end you then it doesn't matter what you're feeling and what you're experiencing doesn't matter and I just feel like I need to put a little bit of a stake in the ground today and just break down some lies around this and build a little bit of truth to encourage you if what I'm saying resonates with you that actually it does matter it really doesn't matter if what you're left with is hair that looks like mine you know yourself the the, the volume of hair that you had before and you're the one that has had to experience walking through waking up every day and seeing hair on your pillow. You're the one that has had the experience every time you've gone to wash your hair and you've gone to comb out the tats after washing your hair. You're the one that's probably like me, continually triggered every time you find yourself in that environment because of the clumps of hair that have found in the comb, because of the, the clumps of hair that have been found on the ground. And, you know, even just the, the physical experience of walking through that can be very traumatic. And so that, that's something I would love to hear from you about um, over these next few weeks. I, I would love you, you to private message me or, you know, send me a, a, a voice note uh, over Instagram uh, and, and, and just let me know if, if your experience is similar to mine because I would love to know how you have navigated it and what tools and strategies have you used to ensure that you have not been consumed by the lie, that it hasn't uh, taken you down into a spiral. Thankfully, it never got that extreme for me, but certainly, as I say, it did shake up in me. My goodness, you know, what is my identity in? When I was younger, I used to suck my thumb, I mean, you know, it was a, a self-soothing technique. And I suppose now that I'm older, that has translated into a habit of playing with my hair, you know, running my fingers through my hair. And absentmindedly over the last six months, as I have run my fingers through my hair, the clumps of hair that would come out in my hand, it was just so shocking. You know, it really did affect me. And I suppose that that was physically how it affected, you know, it affected me, uh, it created a little bit of stress. Uh, within and I had to do what I needed to do in order to alleviate that and to calm down those cortisol levels um, but certainly on a deeper level it, it got me to thinking about my identity and how much was the hair on my head uh, a crutch for me uh, was it a, a continued mask I don't know if you have an attribute a physical attribute that because you've had it your whole life uh, people have complimented you on it. For me, it has always been my hair. And oh, have you got extensions in? Oh, no, oh, you're the thick of your hair, and look how your hair holds the curl. And and I always would have just said thank you and moved on from that. But I didn't realize just how much perhaps my ego was uh, taking in those compliments. And perhaps without realizing it, there was an element of confidence that I carried myself with that was based on me having this good hair, this head of thick hair. I know this uh, podcast isn't going to be for everybody. There'll be a number of you out there that might even see what I'm talking about as being quite frivolous and, and I respect you for, for, for your viewpoint. But when you have walked through hair loss, whether that is shedding to a point of having no hair or in my case I now have I now have half the amount of hair that I had six months ago you know no one can deny our own personal journey our own personal testimony and and, and I and I decided that regardless of what everybody would think about this um, perhaps in a negative way 
I was determined to talk about it because there might be one or two of you out there that, that have experienced what I, I have experienced. And perhaps, as I said, like me, you felt like you can't really speak up about it. You, you've you been part of that silent majority because you've thought to yourself, well, look, it's not like post-chemo. It's not like it's menopause, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But actually, you're still entitled to acknowledge and become aware of how that traumatic experiences made you feel and how it has affected you. Uh, in terms of breaking the lie around it and building the truth within my own life, as I say, it really started to take me on a journey of my goodness. I didn't realise perhaps just how much of a, a maybe a comfort blanket or a safety net. I don't know, language is a bit clunky perhaps, but certainly there was something about my hair that, that was connected to confidence. And here's what's interesting. I don't know if like for you, and maybe it's not a hair loss thing, maybe it's um, something else in your life whereby you thought you were over it, you know, an insecurity that you thought you were over, an insecurity you thought you had dealt with, an, an insecurity that you thought was part of your past that you'd overcome and, 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 and we're moving forward in life. And then something has happened or you find yourself in an environment where that insecurity has just come right back to the surface again and you've thought to yourself, what is going on? Are you kidding me? That's been dealt with. What it, what's happening here? And for those of you that have been, uh, been journeying with me on these podcasts, particularly in this season, you, you'll know part of my journey in terms of when I was younger, not thinking I was pretty, had very low self-esteem and the journey that I went on with that. What I'd like to add into that is on that personal development journey, as I realized, oh my goodness, I, I, I don't think I'm pretty, I started to recognize what were my coping mechanisms, or rather, how was I buffering? You know, I've talked about that before. What was I hiding behind? I was hiding behind makeup, and I was hiding behind a blow dry, you know, beautifully turned out hair, this thick uh, hair, head of hair. And so I had maybe, gosh, I can't remember how many months, I, I gave myself a goal when I was younger of uh, when I was going out socially, I had to scrape my hair back into a bun and I had to cleanse, tone, moisturize my face and go out for evening socially with no makeup on. So no makeup on and hair tied back. And that was one of the most difficult seasons for me to journey. But I was determined to do it. So I was out of an evening with friends, chatting to men and having to really dig deep into the truth that who I am, I am enough the way that I am. And that men will be attracted to me, not because of this mask, not because of, of makeup, not because of a head of hair, but they're going to be attracted to me uh, purely because of who I am. And that, um, you know, hair that is sitting well or a full face of flawless makeup, that's frosting. Yeah, that is not the main ingredients of who I am. That is frosting. I, I needed and I was determined to get to a place in my identity and confidence in who I was in terms of my beauty, that I would be able to leave the house with no makeup on and hair tied back and feel just as confident as when you've spent a few hours getting yourself ready to go out for an evening. Okay, and, I, and, and certainly when it comes to meeting members of the opposite sex, I definitely wanted to be in a place where I was confident if I saw them like a sweaty Betty coming out of the gym, uh, as opposed, uh, it's in the same way as if I was to meet them out socially of an evening. You get me? So as far as I was concerned, that was dealt with. <laughs> that confidence was built 
I know who I am, I know what I bring to the table in terms of beauty, uh, we move, right? So these last six months have just been like, oh, Keska, like what is actually going on here? You know, I really didn't think that my identity or part of my confidence was tied into my hair, but you know, it, it's definitely made me realize that it was. I, I think I've just been very, very surprised at the insecurities that would come that, you know, as I would go to run my fingers through my hair and you, you know, you, you do start to see the gaps or for the very first time in my life, I can touch my hair and feel my scalp. That's very, very odd. I don't know if you can take the experience that I've gone through and even if it's not a hair loss thing, can relate it to another aspect of your life where there's maybe been a loss of some kind or uh, just something that is uh, shook, shook up in you, an insecurity that you thought that you had dealt with. Um, yeah, so I just I just felt like now was the time to share it. Um, I have been working on, I've doing a lot of discovery work over the last six months, and we think by Jove we've got it. Uh, we think we have found what it is in me, and uh, uh, it seems to be an extreme deficiency in a certain vitamin slash mineral. Um, and so now I will begin the journey to get that bad boy into me, uh, to to see this hair grow back. And you know, I it's it's funny how life. Uh, we'll show you things. I was at an award ceremony at the weekend and uh, on, on my table alongside me was a lady who's just come through the other side of breast cancer and had to go through chemo and lost all her hair. And she was telling me that she didn't just lose her hair. She lost her eyebrows, her eyelashes, her fingernails, her toenails. Um, and it's all beginning to grow back now. And I was just so, so inspired by her and, and the way in which she was able to carry herself um, through that but even with that there was still a little bit of a lie that wanted to jump on the bandwagon and say you see Marcia like in the grand scheme of things listen don't get me wrong I spend my life uh, measuring things in my life or um, say bad times or ugly times or difficult times or moments of insecurity that is one of the tools that I use I measure it by telling myself in the grand scheme of things in the light of eternity but for those of us out there in particular who have personality types whereby it's always about everybody else and maybe we get left behind that for example when it comes to self-care if somebody picks up the phone and uh, you know needs you that you the first thing that you'll let go in your list of priorities is your self-care when you have the kind of person personality type where you maybe are genuinely genuinely or sorry generally <laughs> put my teeth back in generally thinking of others then we have to be careful because our, the lie will then say to us look Marcia you know in the grand scheme of things you've still got a head of hair you've still got your nails your eyelashes your eyebrows you get me but actually what that does is it's dulling down it's dumbing down and it's kind of disrespecting what you're feeling and if you don't talk out what you're feeling if you don't acknowledge what you're going through if you don't become aware of how this loss or whatever it is for you is is, is affecting you well then it's going to affect you if you don't acknowledge it, if you just swallow it and hide it away or put it on a shelf, it will manifest itself in some way in your life, whether that be physically or relationally uh, or even how you view yourself when you look in the mirror. So, um, yes, I don't know how long I've ta been talking here. I'm just going to click on this. I want to see. I'm curious. Will it let me? Can I see how long I've been talking here? Put on the time. Right. So there's just 15 minutes today as opposed to the hour. But I don't feel like this one needs to be a long 
drawn out thing. I, I just wanted to share my testimony today and the experience that I've gone on with hair loss. I mean, the beauty that's come out of it for me is it's made me realize that um, India Ari has a song, beautiful song called I Am Not My Hair. Now she's talking about it from the perspective as a black woman, but for me, like, I now know, like, I am not my hair. It has taken me, uh, it's been difficult, but I have worked through it to a point of, do you know what? If I if I keep losing my hair, if the, if the hair loss continues, then it is what it is because I am who I am. And that, that doesn't dictate. Um, but that doesn't mean I didn't go through triggering, triggering moments, especially in the hairdresser seat after, you know, during a blow dry, as I said before, uh, and we go to brush out the hair, it was just clumps and clumps and clumps of hair on the floor. Um, so I have been very blessed with the, the, the support network that I've had around me, whether it be from a professional standpoint to do with hair, professional standpoint to do from with nutrition, or just, you know, my loved ones, um, having those people that you can talk it through with that aren't going to um, diminish or dismiss what, what you are going through. So for those of you that maybe this does resonate with, uh, ensure you've got those those uh, safe people around you, the ones that are going to support you through it and uh, help you keep a healthy perspective, but also allow you to talk out, you know, on those days where it is uncomfortable or you, or you are feeling a little bit upset about it. Um, and you know, the beauty that's come out of it just the other week, uh, was it last Friday? Uh, with my hairdresser for the very first time in six months when she blow dried my hair rather than just leaving the curl as it was because we we were trying to make the hair seem thick um, for the very first time she was actually able to use the comb and brush the comb through the hair and the hair remained and it remained full and she said to me Marcia not one hair has come out as I brushed through your hair today and it was a moment it really was a moment for for us and then we were able to we took a wee video and we we shared that with the other professionals that have been helping me and it was a real celebra celebratory moment um and I think perhaps because yes I'm still working through it and yes there are days where hairs are still coming out and I don't know how long this will continue so I guess because I am still in the thick of it but also because we've seen a little glimmer of hope now felt like the appropriate time whereby yes I'm still vulnerable with it but I'm not I'm not going to fall apart on this podcast because actually this my reason for sharing this isn't so much just about me uh, it's really more about you and you know as I say and I know I've said this a few times but I kind of feel like I need to keep reiterating it it's not to take away and I can't begin to compare to like that lady that I spoke to at the award ceremony who's post chemo I can't imagine what it's like if you're going through menopause or you know extreme stress means you're navigating alopecia but there are others if I exist then there are others like me out there that exist that for whatever reason that you're not aware of yet you're you're experiencing hair loss regardless of how thick the hair that you started out with it's still a journey that you've had to walk through and experience so I suppose I am sharing this because I would love to hear from you uh, I think 
I want to present an opportunity if you find yourself in that silent majority thinking I can't really talk about this because you know when I look at others look I want to give you that platform and that opportunity to be able to talk about it and um, obviously in a confidential way when you send me your voice notes when you send me your private messages it's not because I'm going to say oh Claire from such and such you know it's it won't be like that it will you'll it'll remain anonymous but it would be lovely to be able to represent your voice yeah and by you using your voice, by you stepping out of the silent majority and sharing your stories with me, I then get on the second part of this podcast to share your stories with others. So that could help break the lies in them and build the truth in them. You get me? I'm looking to create a community here where it's not just always about me speaking. Uh, I want you to speak as well, but I can do that talking on your behalf if you if you see what I'm saying. So please, can you send me your stories if this resonates with you, that your journey with hair loss um, and Tell me about the most difficult moments that you've had. Tell me about strategies that you've used to be able to navigate it. Have you had a support network around you? What pieces of advice would you give to people out there who are maybe for the first time starting to brush their hair and see the hair come out and they don't fall into one of those categories that I've mentioned a few times on this podcast? So a very different type of podcast, uh, but one that I feel we need to begin to discuss a little bit more. So let me encourage you, step out of that silent majority. Send me your messages. Let me share on your behalf your journey with hair loss. And let's see within this little bit, this community, if we can help each other to break those lies and to build truth. Thank you for listening. I really do look forward to the next time that we're all back together because then we'll be hearing your story and it'll be your story that's encouraging somebody else. As I always say, if this small, shorter podcast episode is one that you think could help somebody in your world, please pay it forward. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And until next time, as I always say, stay encouraged. <laughs>